Well, this Yankees game, I'm going to turn it off, but... You're, you're turning it off? Well, not, like, off. Oh, I'm going to okay. turn the sound like, off. Okay. But it's in the seventh, and since I'm we like, played a doubleheader today, it's only a seven-inning game, so I'm going to need them to wrap this up. I was like, something must be terribly wrong. <laughs> no, no, like, I'm not going to turn it off. Like, gosh. I'm turning the Yankees game off as, like, <laughs> code or something just has happened. Just the sound. So, hopefully they just handle it and I don't have to get wild while we're recording. If you do, it's fine. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What's up, guys? This is Babes in Ballland. We are back. I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. And we are going to get into Thunder at Lakers. And things went well overall. I mean, generally, yes. The I'm whole in a thing. much better mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall. Um, yeah, they kind of got the lead early and then they kept it. So all good things. Let's go ahead and, I mean, but first fashion. Who was your favorite? Um, I think, okay, so I have, like, combination favorites. I really liked Steven. Just backwards hat, Nike joggers, black equality t-shirt with blue lettering. His hair looked nice. He had the phone. He's playing chess. Back at it with the checkmate. Checkmate. Yeah. And then I really like Shay's sweats, the olive green with the smiling faces. It's very uh, 90s um, grunge for me. Ma'am, <laughs> your rebuttal. <laughs> um. <laughs> Are you watching the Yankees game? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I was a little distracted. Okay, so my favorite as a vibe was Steven because he's still out here with the checkmate. Um, probably Chris Paul was my favorite because he's always out here with the Letterman jacket. And, yeah, he had the white hat on. It just looked clean. It was there was clean. a lot happening, but it was clean. I really liked Dre's mask. It was like blue and orange and not quite tie-dye, but tie-dye enough for 2020. Yeah, with just the white shirt and black sweats. So he'd probably be my second favorite. And then, I mean, Steven was just a vibe. And we had Gallo, Thunder hoodie. So, okay. I feel like it would be remiss if we didn't talk about, we didn't get walk-in photos as early as we usually do. So Jesse's nervous. And, I have to see, okay? Um, 
We were just wondering, the only thing we noticed differently about when we played the last game is Dre wasn't, he didn't have his sweatshirt tied around his waist. And we're like, maybe we need that tonight. But we didn't. We ended up not needing it. But, yeah, I mean, if something's working, don't change it. So... Injury updates. <laughs> yes. So Dennis is still out. They did post a picture of that sweet little baby. So I don't know when he will be back. I'm kind of assuming maybe out the next game too, but we'll see. So Dennis is out. Mike Moose, concussion protocol. So he's out. And then Ferg was out with the right lower leg contusion. So that's the second game that he's been out in a row for that. Dennis Schroeder's baby is beautiful. Precious angel. Precious. Um, I mean, I would think one more game out, but we'll see. And for the Lakers, Rondo was out. He had that thumb surgery. Dwight Howard had a right knee issue, so he was questionable and then ended up being out. And they had LeBron probable with a groin issue and then Anthony Davis probable um, right right ankle I think so they both ended up playing and yeah we started our normal five starting lineup usual suspects Chris Paul Dort SGA Gallo Steven is that what you would have gone with yes um I mean, I don't know what I would change it to. I'm pretty confident in that pretty much every time. I feel like it's a very solid starting lineup. I noticed in your notes that you were comparing heights to the Lakers starting lineup. Yeah. um, I just worry with the bigger lineups, which they started Caldwell Pope, who's 6'5", Danny Green, 6'6", LeBron is 6'9". Anthony Davis, 6'10", and then JaVale McGee, 7'. So I just worry with big lineups like that. But honestly, they put Dort on LeBron from jump, and I don't think you notice the size difference. Like, throughout the whole game, if you had to ask me who had the advantage, I actually think it was Dort. So... I don't know what was different that made it work this time, but it definitely did. This is kind of a weird analogy for me, but you know how they tell you if you come up on a bear, you're supposed to make yourself real big. I feel like that Dort is able to do that. I feel like that he is able to kind of spread himself out so that, I mean, and he is a presence by all means. But I feel the same way. I don't feel like that you noticed as much. I didn't get to watch a lot of the first quarter, but I noticed right away that, unlike last game, the vibe was much improved. We were settled in. There was some rough shooting, like, and you can hear the bricks so well now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's very, it's very pronounced. <laughs> and I'll, if we ever go back to regular games, I'll kind of miss that. <laughs> 
I liked kind of from jump in the first. I was like, cool. The Lakers don't know who Lou Dort is because he got that easy layup because nobody was guarding him, and we were up 2-0. to zero. I was like, perfect. Best case scenario. And they got out to the hot start, and I feel like Steven had some early looks, which I was excited for. Overall, in the first, the biggest thing for me was SGA. I felt like he looked really good. Um, everybody just looked a little bit more settled, and I don't know if that's because the Lakers were so off. Because I mean, we have—I mean, they were off. Yes, like their three-point shooting. I don't think I wrote it down on the final, but it was almost laughable. It was like they just could not make anything, literally. So part of part of this is that like they had a horrible shooting night. But also, I think the Thunder looked very solid defensively. Like, last game, I wasn't quite as impressed with the defense as a unit as I had been in the Jazz game. Right. But I thought overall, defensively, they looked much better this game as well. Absolutely. I did not see the Homie-Anthony Davis exchange, so I'm going to need you to tell me about it. You know, they were just standing over there. And I could see Hami talking, and then Anthony Davis whipped his head around. So, and then it was like out of the camera. But I just, I, I don't know. I decided Hami was over there talking some trash, and I'm not <laughs> mad at that. Just a little jarring. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis definitely looked at him. So he was either being like funny, haha, or he wasn't being cute. And I can't decide, but I like it. I think that Hami. He has a lot more presence in the bubble than, and not that he didn't, I mean, he brings a lot to the table, but I just feel like that post-quarantine, Hami, all these guys just look a lot more grown up. Yeah, and I think not even just him, like, Baisley, SGA, Dort, like, we've all, we've talked about all of them, but... I think Hami's definitely in that mix. And before break, he wasn't getting much playing time. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. And then Dre came in. They put Dre in for Nader. And then LeBron came back in. And then Dre got some touch time. Yeah, and honestly, that kind of worked out exactly how I wanted it to in my head because Dort started the game he had LeBron frazzled within a couple of possessions not like frazzled but you could tell he was irritated and I was like yes love to make him angry yeah don't let him get settled in and then when Dre came in and he was on LeBron I thought he did a very good job at guarding him as well and it's just like whoever was on him tonight I just feel like had the upper hand because it went from Dort to Dre. We saw Baisley guard LeBron a few times after some switches. He was a little antsy with his feet. <laughs> a little he bit. in there, you know, LeBron didn't score on him. And I think the second time he fouled him, but then LeBron missed both of those free throws. So I just feel like that's a win in that situation. And the only matchup that I didn't, 
think was going very well was when they had Hami on the brawn at the beginning of the fourth, I think. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think they did a very good job with him. Well, and if you can exploit that too, because LeBron has not, his free throw game has been off for multiple games. So if yeah. you can exploit that and put him to the line instead of somebody else, then, but yeah, I think that Dor and Dre on LeBron looked really good overall. It just worked exactly like I thought it would in my head, and it was beautiful. Now, I will say, Dre came in and he got that turnover, and I was like, oh, please, please, let's not do that. (laughs) But then he got that floater and he missed it, but he got the rebound and he scored. So that put us up 26 to 16, kind of towards the end of the first. So then after that, I think maybe he settled in a little bit more, too, because the next three that he got, he took, you know, there was no hesitation there. So that's pretty much all I wanted to see was progress on that. Just more settled, taking the shot, not being Mm -hmm. so, yeah, because last game, and maybe it was just, you know, the vibe was off. (laughs) When you know, you know, okay? So, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I was happy to see he was at least thinking offensively this game, and I thought Steven was attacking a lot early, and SGA, Dort, and Hami were all pretty much able to get to the rim, and yeah, I think the Lakers were like 1 of 12 on their threes in the first. It was an awful shooting night, but also, like, Dort was in his shit from jump, and I liked it. I also like that the Thunder, <clears throat> the Thunder like spread it around. Everybody got points. Yeah. The fir- at the end of the first quarter, and it just it seems like that they were just doing a lot of passing and giving everybody the opportunity to score instead of just focusing. This is like going to be an unpopular opinion, but you remember, like we lived through the Russell Westbrook era where it was just like give Russ the ball. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that that was always really frustrating for you because then Russ would take that shot. Everybody who watches (laughs) him knows what shot. (laughs) And (laughs) it was just, it's so nice to see the passing game and for everybody to get an opportunity to score and to get settled in. You know, I think this has been my main thing with the Lakers, if it's not LeBron and it's not Anthony Davis, who is it? Because it's Caruso, your friend said it was Caruso. I'm going to go talk to him tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I just feel like on a night like tonight, Anthony Davis is in foul trouble and LeBron's having an off night and there wasn't anybody else. You know, LeBron did try and pick it up in the second half but like there wasn't any other help and I think there was a section maybe in the fourth when LeBron came back in and then either you know they started making shots and settling in but you're right like if 
one of them gets hurt and not to, you know not to say like you would want something like that to happen or anything like that but it's a possibility so you have to be able to make those substitutions and maybe I'm a little bit biased but I just feel like the Thunder have done a really good job in making sure that the whole squad stay ready I just feel like our bench is banging okay and that's the best way I can put it and that's it yeah and we've got some injuries and we've got somebody out Yeah, so they ended the first 26-18 to Oklahoma City, and I was like, best-case scenario. And to start the second, Dre shot that three. He did miss it, but I'm like, thank you for taking the open look, because eventually that's going to fall. I feel like eventually it will fall. And then Hami got a steal after that that turned into a Chris Paul finger roll. So we were up 28-18. to I didn't see the play for Dre, the little bounce pass. Like, I saw a highlight, but I didn't get to see it real time. It was so pretty. Chris Paul dumped it into Steven, and then Dre with the back door cut. It was pretty. I wasn't crying, but it put us up 30 to 18, and it just looked so pretty. And then after that... She was crying. (laughs) After that, we had... Chris Paul, Hami, Dre, Baisley, and Steven in. And that's the one. That's the lineup I love. If we're just talking, like, pure favorites, that's it. Chris Paul, Hami, Dre, Darius, and Steven. The only thing, which is like, isn't it, hasn't it been the discussion of all, the only thing that could maybe be swayed is if Dort was in there. Yeah. But I don't know who I would pick out. Because isn't that who they subbed in was Dort? Yeah. Right after that, Dort came in for Dre. Well, and then Nader came in for Baisley. And then Dort went right back on LeBron. Yes. And he was still back at it. And there were a couple of times where LeBron hit him hard. Like, it was in the first, and... I don't even think LeBron shot it, but Dort went to box him out, and LeBron didn't like that, and he shoved him in the back hard, and nothing was, (laughs) I'm like, don't push my baby like that, but nothing was called. Well, of course. But he hung in there. I feel like that this is about when Steven started getting harassed. Yes. Yeah. Because it went on for the rest. It went. It went on for the rest of the game. Yeah. Steven got fouled. Fouled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that was like with eight minutes and forty nine seconds left. They had Markeith Morris on Steven, who's much smaller at six eight, and I really liked that they took advantage of that size difference because when Steven drove, he got fouled. So I just like that they were able to pick up on that, and I feel like that's kind of the stuff I wasn't seeing in the game before. So, yeah, I feel like the improvements were made where they needed to be. And overall, the whole game, even though there were some moments where they weren't making their shots, I just feel like overall they played very well. Now, I did see – Anthony Davis, draw the charge on Lou. That upset me (laughs) quite a bit. Um, 
he could have stood there and tied his shoe. That's how long he waited. <laughs> it. I mean, I think it's just the difference in a young player and a vet. Like, he literally just, like, plopped his feet down and waited <laughs> for Lou to hit him. And he did, and he hit him hard. <laughs> but yeah. Well, because Lou had just gotten hit by LeBron, yes. he'd just gotten freaking ran over <laughs> by the train and yeah. didn't get a call. And so, yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis took it. <laughs> I, I mean, he played hard. it. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, stood there. And you could, I could see it a mile away. I was like, Lou, baby, you got to put on the brakes. But <laughs> alas, he did run him over. And, yeah, he kind of deserved that one. And, like, you couldn't even say anything after it because you could see it was going to happen. I kind of worried <clears throat> about momentum because then um, L.A. did get a three. Yeah, but I remember even at this point, I thought the defense looked good. And, yes, like the Lakers still weren't shooting good at all, but I just felt that the defense looked good. You know, the looks that LeBron was getting, um, they were definitely challenged. You know, like nothing was given to him easily tonight, and I just thought they did so good. Well, and then Gallo, I mean, <clears throat> it wasn't an answer, but then Gallo got a three, which is nice to see because I don't want to say that, like, Gallo's been struggling with his shot, but he has been quiet. Yeah, and I know he had that little streak of at least two or more threes in however many games, but it had been done quietly. Like, I would agree with that. And then I've got the coach's challenge at two minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, Nerlens, not JR. Tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me what JR did. Um, yeah, they called a foul, but then Nerlens didn't really even touch JR like at all. He just threw the ball up in the air. <laughs> so they called a foul. Billy challenged it, and then we got the call. So I think it was a jump ball, you know, or whatever. But, yeah, JR didn't really even get touched by New Orleans. He just tossed the ball up in the air. And then we ended the half 52-45 Oklahoma City. Not as much of a lead, but still not mad. Yeah, and I like that before the half. Chris Paul had that drive on Kuzma because that was kind of like a foreshadowing of what happened in the second half. I yes. feel like CP was playing with him a lot. Oh, and yeah. I liked it. Which I think speaks a lot to the way that he's teaching our babies, you know. So I could definitely see, like, you were talking about the difference between, like, Lou on Anthony Davis, a vet, yeah. you know what I mean? So it is Plowed right over him. <laughs> yeah. So I literally got home just in time to get the third quarter started. And do you have anything notable for the half? Overall in the first half, I just thought Lou looked so good. And that really continued into the second half, but that was definitely something I took note of. Also, I, I was looking at SGA's stats for the night, 
And honestly, I feel like he played quite a bit better than that. Like, I know the shots weren't necessarily falling, but I didn't look at what he did and immediately think bad night. But then when I saw kind of his stat line, he did struggle a lot. But I didn't really think that watching the game. I think that he looked pretty settled. I think he looked better than he looked last game. Yeah, and I was a little worried going into half just because, yes, we had the lead, but I thought for how poorly the Lakers were playing, we probably should have had a bigger lead. Like, I didn't expect LeBron and Anthony Davis to have another bad half. So I was a little worried at halftime because I wasn't going to get got like I did (laughs) in the Nuggets game. But... (laughs) Overall, I feel like they played very well. It was so encouraging, too, when we started the third, because any, you know, of those little concerns had to have been quieted because we came out strong. Yeah. We had Dort on LeBron James and a CP fast break immediately with that pass to Steven. And that was, that all happened so fast. And I was like, this is it, y'all. This is how we're going to win it all on our way and then (laughs) after that Chris Paul had the easy drive from the top of the key so that put him up 58 to 45 and I thought that they started the third strong which was important and not to be hypercritical but as strong as we started at about eight minutes and 58 seconds we got one of those CP turnovers I'm only mentioning that for you yeah. And then I didn't get down, but we had another turnover right away. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, there was a little moment of panic, but they were able to recover. And I feel like that was big. Whenever they weren't making their shots or it kind of got sloppy for a little bit, mm-hmm. they were able to get it together. So, yeah, I mean, it did. It was like back to back, but they recovered. And I think after that was when we had the Steven foul where he hurt his, I think they were saying left knee and he did get up and run up and down the court a few times. But the first opportunity he got to step out, he did. There was a hit the locker room. There was but, a hit in the get along girl. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're saying he's fine, but I'm like, well, it didn't look fine. And I'm just sad that we're only three games in and he's already banged up again. I think that wasn't what frustrated me more than like him coming back in. Like when he came in to be subbed out, I was like, wait a minute. Cause I just figured, and I mean, I know Mike Moose is out and what are you going to do? Right. But, I just, he was on the floor, like, the whole second half. Like, pretty much my entire fourth quarter notes are discussing what happened to Steven. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, pretty much from, like, this point out, he was just on the ground. And I did like that after that, Lou got that pump fake and got that foul on Anthony Davis. And that was his fourth foul, and that was, like, with six and a half minutes left in the third. So 
that was big because later they got his fifth foul and he had to go to the bench and it was nice. I didn't write down the timing of when it happened, but I liked that uh, LeBron got a tech from the sideline. From the after, bench. After Caruso fouled SGA. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't write it down in my notes. I definitely should have. There was an instance where the refs had called it out of bounds on the Lakers, and LeBron was like, no, nah, we didn't touch it. And then they switched it to out of bounds on Oklahoma City. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so we're not going to, like, check the tapes. <laughs> we're just, look, LeBron said they didn't touch it. So. I mean, LeBron said, so, yeah. I mean. <laughs> so I was pretty happy when he got the tech. But I feel like, I don't know, even – if we're going to talk about growth later in the third Dort was on the fast break again. And that time he was able to see what was happening and he did pull back. So even like growth within the game, you know, the first time he plowed over Anthony Davis, the second time he was able to kind of see that and pull the ball back. So overall, I just think Lou looks so good this game. He did look really good. Um, Anthony Davis picked up his fifth foul. Um, Gallo looked good. He scored in traffic and then turned around and had a three not too much longer later. I think he was even attacking more this game, and I like when he does that. I We talked about this in podcasts past. Like I like a little temper from Gallo because he plays with more intensity, but it's very yeah. controlled. Yes. And I mean, nope, sorry, you go. <laughs> you said no, no, no. Um, I was just going to say we also got that Baisley-LeBron matchup again at the end of the third, and Baisley did get schooled with the, sk- the spin move, like he did. But then when he fouled him – at least he didn't make it. So I'm going to count that as a win. I think that it's so good for Baisley's confidence, too. He got some really good shots in. Some of them didn't always land, but it was just the way he was getting to starting, the basket. Yeah, I was about to say, you're starting to see that the moves are there. Yeah, So it's just like the finishes, which even that in itself is progress. And then... I think at the very end of the quarter, Chris Paul was down in the corner and the shot clock, you know, everything was winding down and he was in trouble. Somehow he flipped it to Hami and he got that huge dunk down the middle of the lane. So that made it 81 to 66. Man. And I was like, the vibe's just right. Are you going to gloss over like the most important three to get to the Hami dunk? I just went right to the Hami dunk. Well, Which, I mean, understandable, this, it deserves its own moment. If describe us, then I don't know what does. Because you're like, I want to talk about Nader, and I'm like, I want to talk about Hami. Right. I, I did forget that Nader three. <laughs> Nader nailed that three in front of the Lakers bench, and it was everything. Just ripped it. <laughs> it was everything, honestly. I loved the anticipation because that's when Chris Paul was playing with Kuzma and he was letting everybody get set and he was playing with Kuzma playing with Kuzma keeping him distracted 
got rid of the ball with less than five seconds, and then Hami just freaking nailed that dunk. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot about Nader. Girl, it's okay. I not understand. Nader. <laughs> not Nader. I understand being excited because that I uh, got behind because I played that moment back like three times watching Chris Paul just tease and toy with Kuzma, and I loved yeah. it. That's another yeah. one of those like veteran, you know, younger player matchups that we saw this game that it didn't matter which team it was. They were really fun to watch. Yeah, and then they ended the third, 81-66, Oklahoma City. Um, LeBron at that point only had 14 points and eight rebounds. Anthony Davis, nine points, six rebounds. He spent the end of the third on the bench with five fouls. Alex Caruso, seven points, three rebounds, big night. Um, and then Gallo <laughs> and Chris Paul. Are you being shady? <laughs> With a solid 16. And I thought that from a leadership standpoint, they both look great. So I couldn't really ask more from either of them. And SGA had 11 and Dort and Steven had 10. So we kind of talked about how even the scoring was. And I think that's a great representation of it. Absolutely. We started the fourth quarter with Chris Paul, Hami, Dre, Baisley, Steven. Another dream lineup for Jesse. My lineup. Except for, like, where's Dort, though? And that's I when we had Hami <laughs> on LeBron. Yeah, which, honestly, if we're going to talk about which matchup was least favorable, I feel like it was that. And I don't know... I don't know if, like you kind of mentioned before, Dort doesn't seem small, but Hami's taller. I think Hami's like 6'5 or so. So I wasn't anticipating that not being an ideal matchup, but it didn't go as well as I wanted it to. It wasn't awful, but it just wasn't as effective. With about 10 minutes left, we got that Steven and one, and I thought he was going to fall. Yeah, I'm surprised he, he didn't. He started bumbling, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, they put Dort back in for Hami. So it was Chris Paul, Dort, Dre, Baisley, and Steven Adams, which is still pretty ideal for me. And then that's when Chris Paul again was playing with Kuzma. He was up at the top. Um, of the key, and he hit that three. So that made it 87 to 71, Oklahoma City. And it was pretty. I feel like that Chris Paul really kind of in the middle of the fourth quarter was like, I'm going to rub it in a little and let you guys know that I'm still in here working with it. Yeah. Because I thought he looked good the fourth quarter overall. Like, he just kind of turned it up a little bit. And I don't feel like we've gotten a whole lot of that like we had before. Yeah, at least not in the bubble. I mean, he right. had that three over Kuzma, and then the next play, Steven was at the elbow, and he drove to the basket and got fouled. And the part that was super cute about that was Chris Paul set the screen for Steven, which is always reversed, but that was actually the second time they did that in this game. So I yes. thought that was funny. <laughs> got him. <laughs> it, it <doesn't, laughs> 
it just looked funny, and I'm like, man. Um, but he made the first free throw, and he was way off on the second one. But even then, it was 88-71, to 71, Oklahoma City. And then, like, the next play, Chris Paul was back at it again, toying with Kuzma, and he hit that jumper. And then it was 92-73. to 73. Well, and at this point, too, like, it was, it was in the bag. Well, it was actually at this point that, like, I started getting nervous, though, because Chris Paul was going to have to sit down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, this is the first big test for SGA with Dennis being gone. And overall, I feel like it went pretty well. Um, SGA came in for Chris Paul and Nerlens came in for Steven with about seven and a half left in the fourth. So we had SGA, Dre, Baisley, and Nerlens. And yeah, overall, I feel like they held it down. And I don't think I should have been as concerned as I was. I guess not concerned. It was just kind of a what to watch for because I thought that was a big moment for SGA. When Morris just kind of like gave Steven Adams that hug from behind and then just like pulled him down. And I was like, no, get off of him. (laughs) I know. It was a rough game for him. Anytime Steven or Nerlens is on the floor, I'm instantly panicked every time. Well, and it just hurts because, like, Mike Moose, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Steven Adams scored with less than four minutes left when he came back in. Um, I mean, he looked fine. He looked good. He didn't look as, I mean, maybe he got it stretched out, girl, but I'm still nervous. <laughs> Yeah, and then with, like, five and a half left was when SGA got that pretty steal and then easy layup. So I thought that stuck out. We'll call it, like, the defining moment of the game. But then, like, what I think was the prettiest was on that jump ball when Steven tipped it to Dort. Because sometimes I still just forget how quick he is. Yes. So, yeah, I thought that was super pretty as well. and. At that point, you know, the Lakers had kind of sat their starters. So it was a 105-86 final, Oklahoma City, and it felt good. Yeah, when Lou took off, I was like, damn, Lou. (laughs) I know. I forget he's that quick. There's a portion of the end of the game that you left out. A really important portion. (laughs) Guess who scored the last point of the game? Who? Do you remember? No. Not Nader? Nader, man. Nader scored the last point of the game. I'm sorry, man. And I was just over (laughs) here. I'm just over here, just like bouncing and grinning. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, Nader. This was a win. (laughs) I mean, he ripped that three. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I will give him that. (laughs) but overall I mean to sum it up LeBron had an off night Anthony Davis was in foul trouble and he also didn't shoot well and I just feel like this is for us this one's for who us 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 us. yeah feels good feeling good um 
and honestly, at the end of the game, I was like, I can't even think. I mean, don't worry. I got there. I got one. But at the end of the game, I couldn't even sit there and be like, I think so-and-so should get the Cupcake Award because the vibe is just so right. I feel like everybody had a role and they did well and did what they needed to do. I'm glad my Cupcake kind of came about as it did because I felt the same way. Like I was going to have a hard time giving it to a player. Also, before I forget I feel like the overall Dion Waiters looked pretty good. I know that he's had like some perimeter shooting issues in the bubble. Um, but overall, I thought Dion looked good and I was glad to see him playing and glad to see him doing well because, because. But, you know, even at this point, like, like I said earlier, I didn't look at SGA and be like, ooh, off night. It was when I was looking at the box score that I was like, oh, man, he didn't really shoot that well. So, I mean, even at the end of the game, I didn't consider his game bad. He had 13 points, seven rebounds, five assists. So, I mean, not a bad night by any means. And he seemed really settled. He was six of six on his free throws, too. So, I think overall, they shot well, like, as a team on their free throws, which was helpful. And Steven was balling on him with 18 points. Yep. 18 points, seven rebounds, two assists, seven of 10 from the field, which is like the range I want him to be in. I know I was kind of tough on him after last game, but I just want about 10 shots, sir. And I'll be half the lady. Yes, you do want him to shoot the ball. It's very important. Yes. I do want to, I know I talked about it earlier, but I do just want to say also how good I thought Gallo looked. Yes, he finished with 19 points and 7 rebounds. Um, he was 5 of 13 from the floor, but he did hit 7 out of 7 free throws. So, again, with the free kind throws. Of give his three game some confidence, because I think it was right before that that, um, that he shot one of those threes in the second half that uh, the announcer had been like, nobody can buy a three. This was like the beginning yeah. of the third, maybe. And yeah. <laughs> it was rough in there. And so... Um, I'm hoping that this game will just kind of build his confidence a little bit, too. Yeah, and I feel like Dre as well, positive step, uh, four points, six rebounds. He was two of four, and one. I think he shot that one three and missed it. But he did spend part of the night guarding LeBron, and I feel like that's I'm comfortable with that finishing line. Mm-hmm. I think it can get better, but for where we are, I'm very comfortable with that. And like I said before, the Dort to Dre switch out was just everything I wanted it to be. I feel like that Chris Paul and Dort had a really good night. Yeah. Should we just get into awards then? Yeah, you go first. Um, I missed a thunder. Well, I have... I have two, so I'll give one, and then you can give one. Okay. I mean, the first one's Lou. I was literally drooling over his defense all night long. He spent most of the night guarding LeBron. LeBron was pressed, like, three possessions into the game, and that's all I could ever ask for. He never let him get settled in. And then, even though he didn't have the best shooting night, he still got 14 points. 
And yeah, that's my first option. So who did you pick? Lou looked great. And I feel like I already kind of, uh, I, I can't say shoot my shots. That's present tense, but shot my shot. But my Mr. Thunder, I wanted to give it to Gallo, and I kind of already went into why, but I just wanted to reiterate how much he impressed me this game overall as opposed to other games. And then my alternate would be Steven. I just feel like the presence I was talking about missing last game, it was there this game. He didn't even have, like, a huge rebounding night, but – he was still active in the game and that's that's all I really want Steven looked great he looked great I feel like from last game to this game was a huge difference and I thought he looked great everything's great (laughs) do your cupcake you don't want to go first no you go because it won't be the same girl I promise um Like I said, I was pretty pleased with just about everybody. I thought if you looked at the box score, the one that stuck out was maybe Nerland's a little bit. Um, He shot once, and he didn't have any points. However, my cupcake award's going to go to Alex Caruso, just because I can. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he finished with seven, and I said earlier, I feel like if it's not – LeBron or AD, who is it? And honestly, I don't think LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to have this kind of night next game. Like, right? I mean, they're elite players for a reason. So, is it a long shot to shut them down like this every single game? I mean, I wouldn't like want to try it. <laughs> but don't get the big head award. No, like we're one and done. I'm not trying to play him first round. Um, I realize like how difficult it is to shut them both down, but I feel like we were able to tonight and then none of the other Lakers kind of stepped up. So like Alex Cruz is going to take the fall for that, but yeah, that's who I'm picking. (laughs) It's just a confidence building game and we really needed it. Yeah, it felt it felt good. My cupcake goes to Chris Fisher, Thunder announcer. Oh, no. <laughs> at the end of the game, he said that the Lakers coach had brought in the back bottom of the bench. And then he said, J.R. Smith. <laughs> Girl. I'm like, don't you believe. I can't believe I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about the game because it was one of my favorite moments. Steven had the ball at the elbow. I'm pretty sure this was this play. Or, no, I'm sorry. It was not this play. But Steven was at the elbow, and he had the backdoor cut to Lou, and he was literally, like, pointing at Lou, like, would you please backdoor cut So that was probably my top moment of the game because Lou did and he got the layup. But then in the second half, I think, whenever – well, no. Heck, I don't know. Whenever Dre got that backdoor cut, I'm almost certain that was JR guarding him. And when when it clicks that he got backdoor cut on, 
<laughs> I'm like, I know that's JR. <laughs> so I did send you that clip and I need you to watch it. But yeah, the back the bottom of the bench, girl. <laughs> the back bottom. And you could just tell <laughs> when Dre went by him, he was like, oh, dang. And I'm like, JR, welcome back. I am that meme of JR staring with his eyes squinted, staring yeah. at JR. And I'm like, yeah. baby, what is you doing? So, speaking of babies, did you see Carmelo the other night? No. I'm like, let him know. He was ripping threes, too. Hmm. Okay. And that's what about the Lakers. to watch for? The Memphis Grizzles. Yep, the next game, Oklahoma City Thunder at Memphis Grizzlies, Friday, August 7th at 3. Which, the 3 o'clock start time is not super ideal. It'll be a nice finish time. I mean, no worries. I'll be at work. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, like... It wouldn't work out any other way. So the last two times we played the Grizzlies, Oklahoma City won the first one and Memphis won the second one. The first game was December 18th, and Dennis had a huge night. He had 31 points, three rebounds, and seven assists. And Ferg was still starting at that point, and I don't even think Dort was on the roster. And Hami was still out with the elbow issue. It seems like a thousand years ago. Yes, I did put this in there just for you, Amanda. Not Nader. He played 21 minutes, and he was 3 of 4 from the field, 1 of 2 on his threes, and he has 7 points. Nader (laughs) deserves to be recognized. (laughs) And then SGA and Gallo had 20, CP had 18, and Steven 13. So it was a pretty balanced night. And Jaw had 22. Uh, the final was 126-122 Oklahoma City. So close, but a Thunder win. And then we played the Grizzlies right after Christmas, the day after Christmas. And that was a Memphis win. But, so I mean, we're pretty evenly matched overall as far as like game wins go what are you worried about honestly I was most concerned about maybe Jaron Jackson Jr but I think in maybe that last game they played he suffered a torn meniscus in his left knee so he's out for the rest of the season So, I don't know who they're going to start in his place. I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch Jaw as well. I feel like um, my second pick would have been Jaron Jackson Jr. So, that super sucks to have a season-ending injury like that. Yeah, that's awful, especially, you know, as they're vying for a spot in the playoffs. Also, like, I don't think they've won in the bubble at all. So, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is what I'm watching. The Grizzlies haven't won in the bubble, so there's, like, the pressure on the Thunder because we need to keep it that way. 
And also the law of averages to me is, are they really going to lose again? And right. <laughs> they had a three and a half game lead over the Blazers for eighth place entering the bu- the bu- the buzzle. <laughs> but the buzzle gribbles. <laughs> <laughs> the grizzles. The grizzles in the bubble. In the it's really bubble. harder to say <laughs> than one would think. But Brandon Clark had his lowest scoring performance in the bubble with only six points. He started in place of Jaron Jackson. And the Grizzles say that the stakes don't bother them. And I'm like, well, they bother me a little bit. Yeah. um, My what to watch for, and this is kind of contingent on if Dennis is back or not, which I would still expect him out, but we'll see. Um, I think it could be fun to see Jaw versus point guard Shea. Oh, for sure. Like, if we're talking about the future of each respective team, I'm like, you show me yours and I'll show you mine. Like, I feel like that could be yeah. a matchup. Yeah. So it, we'll see if Dennis is back, but I would be excited for that. The only thing that stresses me out is, so I don't want to say it's a must win, but to me, after beating the Lakers, if we want to be taken seriously, we can't turn around and lose to a team who hasn't won in the bubble yet. I feel like that's fair. Like, yeah, that's definitely fair. Because then it totally defeats the point of the Laker win. It totally defeats the point of what Michael Cage told me today, too, that I didn't have to worry about that other game. <laughs> also, like, I can't remember where we finished on the night as far as standings, but we were in sixth, and I think Dallas is seventh. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be seventh or eighth. No. I do not want to play the Clippers, and I do not want to play the Lakers. Anything else, like, sure, obviously we match up against teams better than others, but, like, anyone else, I'm like, let's go. I'll take my chances, but I do not want to play them. Not first round. No. So I'm like, please, whatever we end up being, just do not fall to seven or eight. Right. Absolutely. Who would you rather play first? Who do you want to play first round? That's the big question everybody always asks. Like, who would I be most comfortable with? Who do you want to see first round? I mean... I like the Jazz matchup. I feel like they have smaller guards, and, yeah, I feel like we looked good against them. I would be pretty comfortable with that. Um, I I would be more comfortable with that than probably the Rockets. I feel like the Jazz matchup is a good matchup because – I'm butthurt about the Nuggets still. Right. I mean, yes. And Dallas, like – Yes, they have Luca and Porzingis, but also I think throughout the year, the amount of times they've given up a lead in the fourth is outrageous. <laughs> so, like, yes, they have them, but also maybe they can't finish. So maybe I would take them. I don't know. But pretty much just not the Lakers and not the Clippers. Well, and they keep trying to let Portland hang around. Yeah. And that's frustrating. <laughs> yes. Because they've looked 
pretty good in the bubble. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, remember that outrageous Charles Barkley take where I was like, fat chance when he said (laughs) (laughs) Portland was going to beat the Lakers in the first round. (laughs) Now I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) I guess we'll see. Don't even bring that into fruition. (laughs) Well, I haven't forgotten. That's for sure. Thunder versus Grizzlies Friday. I don't know how to close. Friday at three. Friday we'll at three. We'll just hit him with a thunder up. Always a thunder up. Thunder upper. <laughs> <laughs>